0: We're so glad that you're with us uh, today at Rock of Grace. We're leading people to follow Jesus together and um, looking for Ruth. Is she right behind me? No. Oh, um, she's got a couple announcements for you. I don't know what those gang signs are, Kathy. <laughs> oh, she went. I thought you were, I thought, man, you need to Stop. She went like this. I was like, you need to stop listening to that gangster rap music back there. All right. Anyway, Uh, meet and greet. That's what I meant to say. So stand back up because we want to get back in this habit. Do me a favor. If you are not comfortable, just wave at people, okay? If you are comfortable, go ahead. Reach in. Hug. Fist bump. Do your thing. You do you, okay? Sorry about that, team. Sorry about that. Blanked.
1: Well, now I think it's my turn. Good morning, it's so good to be here with all of you today. I wanna tell you about some really fantastic opportunities coming up here at Rock of Grace. One of the things I wanna remind you about are the connect cards that are in the seat in front of you. If you are new here or if you want to be, make sure you're on the email list, fill this out and drop it in those black boxes in the back or at the Welcome Center. Next thing I'd like to tell you about is the worship night. We have a worship night coming up May 4th. There will be childcare through age five, so mark that on your calendar. It'll be 6:30 here at the Kinsman campus. Path of Discipleship meets every fourth Sunday. <coughs> Excuse me. Consider. Sorry about that. Oh, I sound like a cat. Um, <laughs> consider if you want to serve. Um, consider going to that path of discipleship. There's so many great opportunities here at Rock of Grace, and um, if you want to get plugged in, consider that the fourth Sunday of the month. Uh, One more thing. David University is launching a video course this fall. If you or your teenager is into video or media, let them know that um, this is a great opportunity for them to help learn how to spread the gospel. So with that, oh, the Family Advocacy Ministry is launching very soon, so if you want to Watch this video. We'll have a little more information.
2: Hi, I'm Nikki Culver. I'm the church advocate for the family advocacy ministry, where we will be supporting our foster families inside of the church. It's important to support our foster families inside of our church because they are 95% more likely to stick with fostering if they have a support team around them. And we can also come behind Pastor Jordan's vision on having every child in Trumbull County in a loving home. Serving in FAM, you would be able to possibly cook a meal once a month, pray and support them through that way and compassion, clean once a month for a couple hours, or possibly do respite where you would provide the family with a date night and watch their children and the foster children inside of their home. If you want more information, please join us at the meeting that will be held um, May 4th before the worship night at Rock of Grace Kinsman, or you can also sign up online.
0: Pretty awesome, huh? So uh, this is what's really cool. Uh, Yeah, let's give her a hand. (laughs) What's really wild about this is um, when I was talking to, to Nikki, uh, months ago, we were dreaming about about this ministry of supporting our our foster uh, parents and adoptive parents. Um, she's like, I knew God was going to do something in my life in this area, and didn't know how it was going to unfold. So I just love how God uh, God knows what He's doing. You know, He has unique assignments uh, for all of us. So that is before uh, the worship night. Is that correct? Before the worship night, was it be five? Would it be 5:30 then? Okay, 5:30. So please come out. Uh, if you are interested in being on that uh, support team again. And you can see Nikki. Can you just wave at him, Nikki? That was great. That was like one of those nice model waves. She's like right here. So this one right here, see see her if you've got some questions on that. And then this last announcement I wanted to give, uh, this is, uh, you guys know our executive pastor, Pastor David Michelle uh, by now. Um, so we went through all kinds of just kind of thinking and dreaming and uh, we, we've decided to do this. He is really excited to also be the campus pastor there. So uh, he's going to be the campus pastor at Cortland, and remain executive pastor. So he'll be here five or six uh, times a year on Sundays uh, with some of our preaching team uh, down there. And, of course, worship nights, leadership, f- fall conference, spring conference. So you'll see him still a lot. But can we praise God for, for uh, the Lord bringing us? Pastor Dave and Michelle doing a fantastic fantastic job. I mean, I am so thankful uh, for the Lord bringing them uh, to us. Well, hey, we are in uh, week three of a sermon series. In fact, next week, you're going to hear from my dad and Jesse. Uh, They're going to tag team that. And so pretty excited about that, the power of grace. So if you've got your Bibles, uh, we'll open in prayer here in a second. But if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Luke 5. So we're just looking at the Gospels and saying, Lord, what do you have? I forgot offering. I just realized that. Yes, I did. Uh, All right. So let's forget what I just said a second ago. Maybe you could still have Luke 5 ready. Great. Um, But we're going to receive our offering. I know uh, I hear the majority of you are uh, giving online. But if you do want to give in person, the boxes are right there at the back on your way out. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you. Lord, for this chance um, to just celebrate you and giving. God, thank you for this 10 cities mission. Thank you, God, for the way you've been providing. Father, thank you that we, the things that are um, maybe uh, just a, an amazing announcement, God, to hear from Pastor Andrew that his house sold so quick and, and got more than he was asking for. God, the way that you're blessing uh, that new campus, Lord, that's going to launch. And Father, I just thank you for your goodness, Lord. We know that your people, Lord, being so faithful, God, allow us to accomplish this crazy mission you've put on our heart to transform Trumbull. God, I pray that every heart, Lord, every person who walks through these doors or any of our campuses, any of our churches would experience your presence. God, would surrender to your goodness in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. 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 Sorry about that. I'm a little bit off today. I apologize. All right, so the power of grace. I gave this a subtitle today, Silver and Gold. Everybody say Silver and Gold. So we're going to kind of bookend this. At the end, we're going to hear what that line uh, comes from. But for right now, I want you to turn to Luke 5. And um, I want to recap the first two weeks in just like 30 seconds here. We said at Easter, the power of grace is that Jesus' death on the cross, right, gives us access to holy God. And that his power over death becomes our power over death. And uh, we, we almost could describe this like this sermon series, Theology Basics, but it's, it's the power of God's grace that he would, being so holy, being so perfect, that he will allow us. How many of you guys have ever had some issues in your life? Like you you just a little bit messed up. How many of you say, uh, Pastor Jordan, I am a dumpster fire human version, right? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> The fact that God allows us to come into his presence is remarkable. So we talked about that. Then last week, right, we said the power of grace is that you are never forgotten. You're never forgotten. Whether you, we talked about the demoniac, right? Uh, We talked about uh, the woman with the issue of blood. We talked about these three different people who were ostracized by society, forgotten by even the church. But Jesus knows your name. You are not forgotten. Amen? God's presence is available through you to every broken, hurting person that comes across your path. We said that you are the tabernacle. In fact, I just heard someone right as during our meet and greet, a friend came up to me and said, hey, I... I, prophesied for the first time this week. I took your challenge and I prayed with someone. Next thing you know, I was prophesying to them. It was powerful. It was amazing. I've never experienced anything like that. Can we just praise Jesus for that? Because that's what Will was just talking about. Listen, you are the meeting place. You are the tabernacle where people can meet God. And I know that's unbelievable, but Like we said last week, we are jars of clay. We hold the glory of God. We hold the beauty of Jesus in us. Now, let's pick up today at Luke 5, 27. Go to verse 27. And I just want to point out again, kind of segue last week with this, that you're not forgotten, that Jesus picks you. He selects you. After this, Jesus went out and he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. By the way, I love the way the chosen depicts Levi. If you haven't seen the chosen yet, it's great. I mean, Levi he just loves all you know the detail. And anyway, you just gotta check that out. After this, uh, Jesus went out and he, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. He said to him, Follow me. Leaving everything, he rose and followed him. Levi made him a great feast in his house, and there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with him. The Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at disciples. Uh, they have a master's degree in grumbling. Um, Why do you eat and drink with these tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, "Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Right? Sinners to repentance. So he saw Levi. He saw Levi as somebody uh, with potential, somebody that God designed, somebody that God gave those abilities to, and he believed in him, and he looked at him like a, a child of God, just like he looks at you. And here's the thing with Levi. You know, he probably wrapped up his identity uh, in the money that he made, maybe his good position among the Romans, and Jesus yet offers him something. You see, I was thinking about this. It says he stopped what he was doing, and chose to follow Jesus. This isn't somebody at the end of their rope. This is a wealthy person with position and power. So what did he see in Jesus? He found in the eyes of Jesus something he could not find in the world. I don't want you to miss that. You see, the power of grace, and this is what we're gonna repeat today a lot. The power of grace is that Jesus heals more than our body. The power of grace is that Jesus heals more than our body. Can everybody just put your hand on your heart? Because see, we're talking about miracles this month, but you gotta realize what Jesus cares most about is right here. He cares most about this right here. Jesus wanted to heal the heart of Levi, who thought his identity, his sense of joy, came in two ways. His power through position, his power through wealth. And many of us make that same mistake, right? When Jesus comes on the scene, he confronts somebody with money, someone with position, with prestige among the Romans, offers him something he could not find elsewhere. And maybe that's you tuning in online today, or maybe you're in the room today, and you say, you know, really, Pastor Jordan, God's, or, uh, life's, life's going pretty good for me. I don't know that I need God. But what you'll find when you really look at Jesus is he offers you something you do not have. Amen. Right. And these miracles, while they're powerful, and we're going to look at some of them today, they're, a, they're still a temporary thing. And God cares most about what's in here. Amen? Amen. Jesus knows that what we need most is to be renewed into a person, a new person, given friendship with him. That's what Jesus offers and it's more valuable than silver and gold. If we can go to that next slide. Jesus offers us something more valuable than silver and gold. Everybody say silver and gold. gold. You see, as I was reading these, again, these accounts, I felt like I I could almost hear like the voice of Jesus like, don't miss the point, right? Because how many realize if you're sick, you just want Jesus to solve the sickness, right? There's undoubtedly people that were broke. I mean, financial hole. They owed people money. They couldn't get out of it. They come to Jesus and they're like, I'm broke. And Jesus is like, That's not what you really need. How many ever have God do that to you? Right? All right, so let's look. Let's keep reading. Verse 17 One of those days, he was teaching, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee. And Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd. They went up on the roof and they let him down on his bed through the tiles of the roof. Now, everybody just just look up right. I really can't look up because the spotlights are really bright. But if you guys could just look up to the center of the roof for a minute, just stare there for just a minute. Imagine I'm preaching. We're having church, right? Because that's what was happening. Jesus was teaching. That's what we call maybe church. And suddenly, right, the roof opens up. That's the sound of a roof opening if you were not sure. And... A man is lowered. How many say that'd be an interesting day at church? Right? Right. And I love this. He can't walk. Everybody say, got it. But Jesus says, son, your sins are forgiven. And you got to think almost like the blind man. Uh, Mr. Jesus, that is not what I need. Anybody? Right? And the scribes hear this and say, who is this who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, why do you question in your hearts which is easier, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know the Son of God, listen to this, But that you may know the Son of God has authority on earth to forgive sins. But that you may know. It's just like when you see the word therefore, you need to ask yourself, what is it therefore? When you see the word but, you need to ask yourself, what is it therefore, right? So he says, but so that you know the Son of Man has authority, he looks to the paralyzed man, I say to you, pick up your mat and go home. Immediately he rose up before them, picked up what he had been laying on and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all and they glorified God. um, And they were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things. You gotta realize they likely knew who he was. They likely recognized him. Can you imagine this? And I love how Jesus addresses him. One translation says, son, your sins are forgiven. Remember last week, the woman with the issue of blood? Daughter, God always sees you for who you really are. He does not define you by your pain. Can I just say that again? God does not define you by your pain. God does not define you like you define you. God sees you as his child, he, he wants to heal your body, but don't miss this. He wants to heal more than your body. He wants to heal your heart and your mind. Our greatest need, and this is the heart of this message today, is this, is never temporary. It's never a financial miracle. It's never a breakthrough. It's never a healing in our body, that's important. How many of you guys have ever been really hurting and you're like, you believe in for a miracle? That's a beautiful thing. In fact, I heard a lot of people say last week that they were healed. Someone just told me before uh, service, I don't know where you are, there you are, that uh, they prayed for a tumor, one of their friends, and it shrunk way down. The doctor said, I don't know how else to describe this, but a miracle, All right, right? You just tell me that? We still believe in miracles, we pray for miracles. That's, that's a big part of this message. But the miracle of you being born again is always the biggest miracle. Don't miss that. That's the message today. Look at this. Miracles give us hope for the present. I went to other translations, and another translation said it like this. Jesus says, I did this miracle to prove to you that the son of man has authority. So the miracles point us to this idea that Jesus does have authority over all things. Jesus knows what we need most is to be renewed into a new person. The power of grace is that God is able to heal more than our body. Now, the religious leaders did not like this. Everybody just shake your head. Everybody just do what those those teenage daughters do? Any of you parents have a tween yet? I'm about to tell a story, but I won't. Maybe I will. I've got so many stories of my tweens now. Is Sayla in here? I'm going to tell a story. Oh, man, she's right there. Dang, she just popped her head up like a little groundhog. She's like, She's like, don't do it, dad, I'll kill you. All right, it's fine. I won't do it. All right, verse six. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching and a man was there with his right hand withered up. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might find a reason to accuse him. But he knew their thoughts and he said to the man with the withered hand, come stand here. (laughs) So he's over there, he's kind of maybe hiding, right? He's a wallflower right now and Jesus says, come here, I want everybody to see this. So the man rises and comes up to Jesus and he stands by him and Jesus says, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm, to save life, or to destroy it. And after looking at them, now by the way, they didn't answer. How many know when Jesus asks you sometimes a rhetorical question, just keep your mouth shut and think for a while, right? Is it a good idea to bring life where there is death, right? And he looks to the man and he says, stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Other translations said they plotted then to kill Jesus. I want you to wrap your mind around this. The church leaders were mad. The guy that was in pain was healed. Somebody say, that's messed up. That is messed up. You see, here's the point. Religion will blind you. To the blind. On your way to obeying the letter of the law, you can miss the most important law, and that is the law of love. I hope you hear this, because in today's 2021, we got, we got all excited about a law. Don't let a law keep you from the law of love. Can I say that again? Don't let a law, don't get fixated on a law and forget the law of love. The power of grace is that Jesus heals more than your body. And the religious leaders, for some reason, always had a hissy fit when Jesus healed somebody. I don't get it. And I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. I'm rereading the Gospels and preparing this month. And and I know God wants to take us to these moments where he's healing people. And this week in particular, I felt like the Holy Spirit kept saying, but pay attention. Pay attention to the way the Pharisees thought. You see, they said you can't heal on the Sabbath because you can't work. You know you are buying into a religious spirit when you consider the things of God work. The things of God, the goodness of God should be all the time, flowing out of you all the time. All the time. See, then it doesn't, it's not work. It's not work to Jesus to heal someone, to pray for someone, to love someone. We have to love our neighbor, right, more than ourselves. See, the religious and the contentious are always more concerned with looking more righteous. The truly righteous are more concerned with showing compassion. Jesus took away people's pain at every possible opportunity. You think about that. So does Jesus care about your pain, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Does he he care about your heartache, your emotional pain? Absolutely. We find him even uh, crying in, in the gospels, right? He cares deeply. So why do the miracles of Jesus relieve suffering? The miracles point us to a future, Where Jesus has created, where there is no pain, no poverty, no injustice. How many think that's an awesome place? Right? That's what the miracles do. So first they give us proof that he has authority over all things, even the heart. And it gives us proof, a picture of what is to come. Of what is to come. I can't wait for the day when, uh, and I believe it's going to happen here at at Rock of Grace, where we just see miracle after miracle after miracle. I remember this guy from Brazil. There was thirty thousand people, just a little 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 group, little church in Brazil, just thirty thousand, you know. Just, and all these people are getting saved, and they keep getting healed. Like he's telling me story after story on the bus, you know. And I'm walking away. I'm just like tearing up. I'm like. Or do that. Do that right here in America. Do that in kinsmen. Why? It helps people go, wait, there is a God. Wait, there is a God that has power. Now I want I want you to be careful because you don't need the miracle. I love what Jesus says to Thomas. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. This miracle. But miracles do, and Jesus says right here, give us proof of his power, of who he is. I love how Tim Keller put it. I was reading what he would think on this passage, and he said, miracles are not a suspension of natural law. So usually we think of a miracle, you have natural law and this natural law is broken, so they've been called a suspension. He said, no, it's, it's the way God's natural law, law works. Jesus spoke by the power of his word. He upholds all things. So the very idea of natural law, the very idea of gravity, the very idea of the sun's distance, that's all a result of Jesus supernaturally speaking. And if you think about the Garden of Eden, it's actually a restoration of what's supposed to be normal. That blew my mind. How many of you guys know we're going to a new normal in heaven? There's no sickness, right? Right? There's no sinus pressure pain like I got going on right now, right? The miracles of Jesus show you that God is an enemy of suffering. He alleviates it. This gives us hope, not just for today, but hope for tomorrow. Now, I want to look at another story of when another man was carried on a mat. Turn to your Bibles, turn in your Bibles to Acts 242. And you guys know this is one of my favorite verses the way this opens. Amen. Acts 242. I apologize about the screens having a technical error there. But you got your Bibles. How many of you guys got the Bible app? Anybody? Right? <laughs> I just realized a really cheesy joke. <laughs> I never thought of this joke till just now. It's like, turn in the scroll, and the scroll, get it? All right, that was really cheesy. Brandon, I just thought of that, buddy. Remember our long van rides, trips, all those cheesy jokes, that's right. I know you miss them, don't you? I know you do, I know. How many of you guys got some amazing dad jokes out there? How many dads and your kids just look at you like, love those, okay. If you got it, say got it. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. I want to summarize the next eight verses. It says many more were saved daily. All right, so now go down to chapter 3. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour, a man who was lame from birth was carried. Now, remember what we said at the beginning of the sermon. The man was carried by his four friends. And remember, Jesus said, as a result of your faith, he saw their faith. Isn't that cool? He saw their faith and he healed them. And who knows who will be restored because of your faith? Right? Right? So these men are carrying this man on a mat and they laid him every day at the gate of the temple called the beautiful gate. Everybody say the beautiful gate. Now he's laid there every day. Every day. Now he, this is his normal. I feel led to preach here for a minute. This is his normal. Don't normalize your pain. Don't normalize your problem. Don't say, I've always been this way. It'll never change. Don't do that. I've always been this way. It won't change. Don't do that. Turn to your neighbor, your spouse, random dude. Say, don't do that. He normalized his pain. So he comes there, he's brought there by a couple friends, right? To ask for money. Seeing Peter and John go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, to receive money. Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John. And said, Look at us. You know, you're in trouble when an apostle looks at you and says, Look at me. (laughs) And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something. Oh, I love how God gives you something you don't expect. Because he's expecting money. Paul, he's just expecting $5. Give me the money. I know you feel bad. And then go about your day. He says, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. He stood up. He raised him by his right hand. And immediately his feet, his ankles were made strong. He started jumping. Right? He walks around. He enters the temple leaping. And praising God. And all the people saw him walking, were praising God, recognizing him as the one who always sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for money. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. So let's just pause here for a minute. Let's just make sure we understand the context. Jesus had told them even greater things that I've done that you'll do. Jesus had told him it's it's even better if I go to the Father. Because the Father is going to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to comfort you. He's going to remind you of everything. I've told you. Wait for the Holy Spirit. He's going to empower you and embolden you to be my witness to everyone. Go heal the sick raise the dead, cast out demons, don't take any money with you, don't even take a backpack, right? Like all of these things, they're remembering Jesus had told them. And Jesus ascends in the clouds. Now, by the way, I don't know if you needed any other proof, right, and you're standing on the Mount of Olives and the dude just levitates. I don't mean to say dude in that moment, sorry. The guy, right, you're you're like following this guy. You know he's the Messiah, but suddenly he ascends to heaven, how many say, you'd believe? Even Thomas, right? You'd... So now they are filled with all sorts of courage and the Holy Spirit's power to actually do this thing. Now they're like, okay, I think we, I think, I think we actually can do this thing. So they're going town to town. They're healing people. They went into Solomon's portico, it says. For this moment, this is Solomon. It's beautiful. It's ornate. All the people there are doing their traditions. And traditionally, that man has always been lame. And they've all accepted it as normal. Peter and John, not anymore. Right? (laughs) It's like they walked in with that shirt. Not today, Satan. Right? (laughs) Hold my apple juice. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You know? some of you got that joke. Um, I can't believe I just made that joke. Anyway. (laughs) And he rises them up. Now, by the way, he grabs his hand. That's a lot of faith. Right? Can we just illustrate this for a minute, Tom? Can you be my, my volunteer, my voluntold? Thank you. All right. So just kneel down for a minute or lay down or something. Yeah. Okay, you're just asking for money, right? And I'm just going by, and I say, yeah, but in the name of Jesus, stand up. Now, he grabs his hand. Now, how many of us think that's the faith of Peter to say, come on, come on, right? Give Tom a hand. You nailed that part, man. You nailed it. Just nailed it. Peter and John actually believed what Jesus said. And I can't wait for the day when the church of Jesus Christ actually believes in Jesus Christ. I can't wait for that day. I can't wait for the day when Christians realize that they are the little Christ on the earth. I can't wait for the day when they believe Jesus to be who he said he was. When they believe the words and the promises of Jesus to heal the sick. See, the problem is switched today. Today we say silver and gold. Yeah, I have a financial class for you. Now, I believe in financial classes. You guys have seen, we, we do, I do three a year. I love them. But can I tell you something? You need a lot more than Dave Ramsey class. And I do too. Right? Silver and gold, I don't have. And I think the American church today sadly, would say miracles I don't have, but I have some silver and gold. Right? I don't know if Jesus really does. You see, all the miracles ceased when the apostles died, but we do have a financial class for you. Everybody just shake your head like Jesus would be up in heaven like, he did not read the end of that chapter. He did not read the book of Acts, right? right. right. Jesus really is who he says he is. Amen. And, he and Jesus really does have power over sin and sickness. Amen. Right. And by the way, have any of you remembered uh, the prophecy from Isaiah 35, right? When they hear him speak, The lame will leap as a deer. This was a prophecy. Now, here's the crazy thing. They went leaping, not after meeting Jesus, after meeting Peter. Because Jesus is in Peter. Jesus is in John. And the fulfillment of that prophecy was not just fulfilled in the life of Jesus, but now in the life of Jesus' followers. Is that amazing? So what happens on the heels of Jesus healing this man? You know, because I, I keep reading. How many of you guys know when you read the Bible, you need to make sure you read in context. Don't read one verse and be like, I'm starting a ministry from this verse, you know. Like, read the whole thing. And when you read the next part, Peter gives a sermon. So I'm going to read the sermon, and I want you to tell me at the end, I want you to think about what the sermon's about. Because I had to be honest with myself, what hit me when I read this, I thought if I just saw someone healed, I would then have a healing altar call. How many of you guys would say, good job, Pastor Jordan, they nailed it, right? How many of you guys would do the same thing? Just me and Elijah, anybody else? But that's not what he does. Look what he says. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people were astounded. They ran together to the portico called Solomon's. Right? So it started to spread quickly. Peter and John have the same power. They're healing people too. So they all run in. Can you see it? And Peter addressed the crowd. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Why do you stare at us as though it was our own power that we made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate. When he had decided to release him, you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. You killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses and by his name and by faith in his name. He has made this man strong, whom you see and know. The faith that is through Jesus has given this man perfect health in the presence of you, of you all. So he does reference the miracle. Jesus, who came as a servant, you, he put his faith in Jesus. He gave this man perfect health. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your rulers. But what God foretold in the mouth of the prophets, that his Christ would suffer and this be fulfilled. Therefore, repent. Wait a minute. Repent. Uh, Don't you mean if you have an altar call for sickness? No. He says, repent. Turn back from your sins. Your sins will be blotted out. Times of refreshing will come upon you from the presence of the Lord. How many of you guys have ever felt times of refreshing? After you repented, you feel the goodness of God, right? Wash over you, right? And that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him and whatever he tells you. It shall be the very... Are every soul who does not listen to the prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel to those who came after him, all proclaimed these days, you are the sons of the prophets of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first, To bless you, turning every one of you from wickedness. On the heels of a physical miracle, Peter preached about healing of the heart. Repentance of sin. Yes, God cares about your temporary issue. Absolutely. But do you know what he cares most about? Your heart. The real you, the inside of you that may be judgmental and maybe cynical, and maybe the, the part of you that maybe judges everybody. Maybe the part of you that's mad at God and you've got the withered hand. And maybe today God will heal your withered hand, but maybe He cares most about your heart, your anger towards him, your mistrust of him. Jesus knows that what we need most is to be renewed on the inside. Amen? To be given friendship with God. That's what Jesus offers, and it's more valuable than silver or gold. It's more valuable than silver or gold. That's why how many of you have ever been to a funeral of one of your close friends a christian brother or sister anybody anybody ever been to a funeral of one right it's amazing in in this christian family cuz we can mourn their loss but be truly excited about where they are how many know what i'm talking about it's this weird paradox because we're genuinely excited about the fact that they're with Jesus in his perfect heaven, with no pain, with no cancer. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? That's unbelievable. That's silver and gold I don't have, but I can, I can give you something. I can give you a hope for your future. I can give you what you really need. Jesus always knows what you really need. That's why he asked the blind man, what do you want from me? And if you're the blind man, you're going to say, hello, I'm blind. <laughs> Sorry about that Medea tone there. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I blame the Sudafed on that one. Right? That's what we do, though, Brandon. We say, this is my problem. Fix it. And Jesus like, you got a problem beneath. You got a problem beneath those skin and bones that needs healed first. Amen? Amen. So I'm gonna believe for miracles for you today. So don't misunderstand me. I think God is gonna continue to do miracles. But I don't want you to miss the heart of today's sermon is that the real miracle is the renewal of your heart. Can you stand up to your feet? And I just want you to close your eyes. I want you to bow your heads. Because there's some of you this morning, you've been looking for a temporary solution. Some of you say, I'm in a financial hole. Pastor Jordan, you guys got to understand, we have maybe every couple months someone comes into the front doors and and, and knocks and says, Hey, uh, look, I need help. I need this, and I need it now. My rent's due now. You don't understand. And in the moment you can be so blinded by what you think you need right now, you don't see what you really need. Come on, what you really need, just bow your heads with me for a minute because I know, I know there's gonna be some hearts turning to Jesus right now. Sir, ma'am, what you really need is God to heal your heart, to make you a new person to where your focus is not on the money in the bank. Because here's the thing. Some of you say, well, God, if you just will get me out of debt, I'll serve you. Well, God, if you'll just heal my knee, I'll serve you. Well, God, if you'll just deal with my my uncle and my aunt. Well, God, if you'll just, and you've got all of these kind of conditions for God to meet. Listen, Jesus is Jesus. Whether your conditions are met or not, and you've got to come to him broken and honest and say, God, I need you on the inside before you heal my body, before you solve a financial problem. I need you to solve me. I need you to fix me. Because I've got issues in my heart. Is that you this morning? Raise your hand nice and high. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm just going to pray for you right where you're at. Come on, I know there's more hands than that. You've been looking for a temporary solution. Thank you for that honesty, sir. Thank you. Come on, I know there's more of you. You're so focused on a problem right in front of you, yet all the while there's been like anger and bitterness and unforgiveness raging in your heart. And Jesus is saying, how about we fix that first? How about we fix that first? Come on, raise your hand nice and high. Yeah, there we go. It's about 40 or 50 of you. Come on. Can we maybe all pray this together? Can we maybe all say this together? Dear God, I was normalizing my pain. I got used to being mad. And I need you to forgive me. Wash me clean. Give me a new heart. Make my heart like clay. It's become as hard as a rock lately. Soften my heart. Let's say that again. Soften my heart, God. Heal me on the inside. I want to take this one step further Maybe you're a guest today and you need forgiven of your sin in a very real way that you, you actually have never made a prayer like that, but you know God's trying to speak to you. If you're listening online or maybe you're right here in the room and you actually don't consider yourself a Christian, you're agnostic or maybe you're universalist, you think all roads lead to heaven, I want to tell you, Jesus, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I'm the gate, I'm the door. No one can go to the Father except through me. If you need to receive Jesus as your Savior, would you raise your hand nice and high? If you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to worship Jesus. And I do believe God's gonna pour out miracles, I do. But before we pray for miracles, can we just say this, Christ be magnified. Lord, even if you take me through a mess, I love this song I've been singing that uh, someone sent me about a a month ago, right? About being broken, about God do what you wanna do in my life as long as it brings you glory. refiner's fire, purify me. I want to be consumed. You know what might need consumed tonight, today as we sing this song? A need for immediate fix. I know it's a different way of thinking, right? Because God does care about your immediate need, but I want you to hear me sometimes God lets you go through that need so you get really humbled and listening to him and dependent upon him so God can use that pain to get you to say God refiners fire purify me if this issue If this fact that I lost my job three months ago and I cannot, I got to put food on the table, but God, it's making me more broken. It's making me more aware of my need for you. Then God, refine me. Take away that need for money. Take away that need for status. Take away anything that doesn't please you, right? Take that away, Lord. So let's sing this, Christ be magnified. And then we're going to believe for God to pour out some miracles in this place. Let the something specific can you just say it to God they're just gonna play for just a minute can you just say it to God Lord I have been and I want you to fill the word fill in the blank Lord I have been maybe fearful God I have been angry come on fill in the blank be honest with God that's the number one thing God wants from you is honesty the number one thing God wants from you is honesty just fill in the blank God I have been worried just magnifies them.
3: creation suddenly articulate With a thousand tongues to lay name would burst from sea and sky from the rivers to the tops, we'd hear Christ be
0: magnified let's lift him up Jesus you're worthy you're worthy Lord Lord, in the midst of something being healed or in the midst of our pain, in the midst of of us being healed or in the midst of our pain, be magnified. I feel the Lord's going to heal people right now. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Lord. every creature Jesus. finds its inmost melody does anyone um does anyone have some hearing loss I'm just curious anyone have some hearing loss i just feel like i saw ears and... come on i want to believe for healing right now raise your hand nice and high so four over here one here if you want healed raise your hand nice and high 6 7 eight nine ten eleven anybody else god's gonna touch you right now guys i i had a guy hand me his uh hearing aids one time he was healed in a moment like that he handed them to me it was so powerful god can do this and right now in a moment raise your hands up to heaven god i thank you for total healing right now open the ears god open lauren's ears right now lord open his ears god open Keith's ears right now god thank you for total healing jesus you are able to heal to heal this hearing right now open up perfect perfectly wide open jesus i thank you god that Any problem in that ear canal would be open right now. How many of you guys, can you wave at me if you feel like Jesus is touching your ears, like you feel something happening in your ears? Can you wave at me? Because I know God's doing it. I know God's doing it. Wave at me like this. Awesome, excellent. Excellent. Uh, raise your hand really high if your hearing loss is, is really pretty bad. Like it's over 50%, the doctor says. You know, you've lost, it's like over 50%. Can you just raise your hand real high? All right. Keith, anybody else? Yep. God, come on, let's all pray together. All the saints, let's pray together. God, we speak perfect hearing. Perfect hearing, God. God, I thank you for the perfection of that ear that you made. May it be restored. Not not a temporary suspension of natural law, the natural decay of aging, or the natural problem of loud machinery. Lord, no, we say that you can restore perfect hearing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I just, I just saw someone like going like this, and I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but I don't know if that's your appendix or something, but you have a real sharp pain right there by your hip. Is that anybody? A little sharp pain right down here. Anybody? Yeah. Yep. 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 Excellent. We're gonna pray for him. Anybody else? Anybody else have like a real sharp pain right right down here in your lower stomach? Let's pray. God, we thank you for her her grandson. I thank you, God, that all fear would leave in Jesus' name. God for perfect healing. God for his mind and uh, his body. I just see a cloud over his mind. Um, doctors have even said things to him. God, I, I thank you that a clarity of that cloud, I just push that cloud away in Jesus' name. You know, he doesn't have to be in the room to be healed, right? You guys know Jesus, that he doesn't have to be in the room to be healed, right? Come on, I pray right now. What's, what's his name? Caden? What, hold on, turn down one second. What is it? Keegan? Everybody say Keegan? Let's pray like the apostles did. Say, be healed. One more time. Say, Keegan, be healed. healed. God, we thank you that that cloud of frustration and confusion and stress and fear and worry, God, that you would just push it aside. Perfect peace. I thank you, God, that you are the prince of peace. God, that you're going to enter his life in a powerful way. A powerful way. I just feel led to also just pray over Keegan, maybe prophesy over Keegan. Sometimes the enemy attacks the thing that's actually, it's the gift of God. So I pray over his mind. I I pray over the creativity of his mind. God, I thank you that you will restore the creative gifts of his mind. God, that his ability to think in, in innovative ways God that it, he he will look back and say okay that's why I suffered that mental torment was because God had this for me Thank you Lord for perfect think perfect thinking God problem solving Jesus we worship you we worship you Lord can we wait just one more minute
3: mm-hmm.
0: yep yeah. that same mental picture when I did at the same time. So she she believes it has to do with infertility. And do you guys know Is that it was really the second miracle I ever saw in my life. Uh, Prayed over this girl and uh, I'll never forget it. Um, It was about infertility and uh, a tumor had grown on her uterus and and, uh, long story short, it was totally removed by God. And it was amazing. God just totally healed her. Um, Can we just just do this? Let's pray over this. Maybe you're a woman here or maybe you're online. And that's you. And you say, I need God to heal me. I need God to heal me. I want to have children and I I can't have children. Let's believe for that right now. God, I pray for total healing. God, total healing that you would absolutely, Lord, just heal that situation, God, that you would open her womb. God, we see in scripture many times, actually, you open the womb. Lord, you just reach in with that creative hand, Father, and you, you reconstruct, you redesign, you heal. Lord, you open that womb. Lord, so whatever issue was there, God, whether it was it was seen in the form of a tumor or whether it was something the doctors couldn't explain, we thank you, God, for an open womb, for healing, for children, God. We thank you, God. You are able. Can you just say that with me? You are able, Lord. Come on, you are able, Jesus. Open up that womb. Any woman who's been praying, who's been praying for children, God, I thank you that you will bless her. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. I want this next one, I want you to bow your heads. <clears throat> I saw in my mind just now the same thing I saw on a um, uh last weekend, <clears throat> where while I was, I was staying in front of a guy and the Lord showed me his hands being filled with money and him giving it away, and then the Lord giving him money back And I told him this after the prayer time, and he said, oh, my wife and I just told God today we were gonna give away our whole tax return. And I I just feel, I just saw that same picture. And I wanna say this specifically, because I don't, (laughs) this is unique. I don't want you to say, yes, Lord, I'll take the blessing. Uh, I'm asking you specifically, if you've been feeling like God's been dealing with you financially, if God's, in the last three, four days, you've been thinking about, giving some money uh, to someone um, can you just raise your hand no one's looking around this is you and God this is you and God he's been testing you in this area of trusting him and your finances I know there's a handful of people there's two anybody else I just want to pray that outpouring of God's blessing on you that beautiful trust of him yeah that's awesome let's pray this in fact let's all do it together six five or six of you let's all say this out loud dear God Thank you for open heavens over your children who are now trusting you with their money. Come on, a little bit louder, a little more passion, guys. Say, dear God, bless them in every way. Bless them in every way. Promotions at work, blessings in their finances, unexpected gifts, because they're trusting you. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the glory, God. Thank you for this miracle. You see, sometimes I know, sometimes when God asks you to give financially, you're already hurting financially. I know that's happened to me a couple of times. I'm like, Lord, I don't know if you have checked my bank account. Uh, I do not have any extra right now, right? Did you want to share something? Okay. Um, He's giving me that look like, hey, hey, hey. Um, That's often, guys, when God is working on our hearts right? He's like, do you trust me in this? All right, we'll go for it. When, when
3: pastor Jordan was sharing and Elijah had his, the kick drum was going boom, boom. Can you do that Elijah again? And I I just feel like, uh, and I I just got a heartbeat out of rhythm, rhythm and, and we're gonna. I'm gonna start playing these chords again. And if Elijah, you could just do that. And is there anybody here that that you've had struggle with heart trouble and even specifically feeling like I got to go back in because my heart is uh, has been out of rhythm? Okay. Pastor Jordan, you can pray. I, we're gonna play that. I just felt.
0: Specific. How many of us know God can prophesy right through the instruments? That's where we see that in the Word of God. So God, we lift up is t- Tina, right? We lift up Tina. Everybody say Tina. Heal your heart. Come on, speak to that heart. Say, say, be healed. God, we thank you that her heart will come into perfect rhythm. God, no more arrhythmia, no more uh, issues resolving uh, that, those patterns. God, I thank you for perfect rhythm. Perfect rhythm of her heart. Perfect rhythm, a perfect heartbeat. God, there would be no stress surrounding the area. There'd be no stress, no mental anxiety, no sleepless nights because of this thing going on in her heart. God, a perfect heartbeat. Thank you, Lord. And how about we close with this? Uh, If there's something that you know of someone who needs healed, I want you to stand in the gap for them right now, meaning I want you to lift up their name. And their healing. Oh, just out loud. Lift up your hands and say, God, go ahead. Just say their name and their healing. Lift up their name. God, I ask healing for this person. Because it's amazing. It's God's word says, and the power of healing was with him. Guys, there is power of healing with Jesus. And he is able right now to step in to heal your sister, your brother, your friend. We pray perfect healing. Perfect healing, God over these names you are hearing every one of these names i hear the name samantha god perfect i hear the name timothy god i thank you you are bringing perfect healing to these names every one of them you know by name you know their issue their pain and you're bringing perfect healing now, here's what I want you to do, church. I want you to make sure you talk to them this week. Maybe you already prayed with them this week. Maybe they were the person that, in the challenge I gave you last week that you already prayed with them, right? Let us know. Call the church office and let us know about this healing because I believe God's going to keep pouring it out. Because remember what we said in the last two weeks, you are the tabernacle. Look, I'm going to be glad if you bring him to church. Courtney, I'll be glad if you bring him to church. But guess what? You're the church. So instead of saying, hey, can I bring you to church, to say, hey, church just came to you. I'm going to pray with you right now. Welcome to church. You're at the water cooler, but welcome to church. Amen? God, I bless them with just the courage to believe. God, the faith to pray with the sick. God, the, the, and also just that, that courage to know that you want to heal hearts thank you, God, for a gift of prophecy that's coming upon your people, that as they pray, they will say, can I share something with you? Can I share something with you? I just had this cross my mind, and I thank you for faith, the gift of faith, that they'll open up their mouth, and they'll say, hey, if this has been bothering you, if this is something you're worried about, and in that moment, God, woman at the well experiences, woman at the well experiences. Trish, there's a woman Uh, that you're having a a, a moment, a powerful moment with. Is that Trish? The lights are really bright right behind my dad. Stretch your hands towards Trish. There's a woman uh, that is an assignment to you, Trish. Uh, The Lord says... She is your assignment. She is your woman at the well. In fact, you have even, uh, there's going to be times when you, you're going to feel like you're going out of your way, like you don't need to go to uh, that town today, but just like Jesus went out of the way to meet the woman at the well, you're going to go out of your way. And God, I thank you for this woman. I thank you for a healing in her heart and in her body. God, I thank you for complete restoration coming through Trish. God, I thank you that you are going to make her a temple of the living God right there for this woman, right there, right there. Not even in this brick uh, church, but she's going to be the church for this woman. This woman is going to, Trish, this woman is going to actually thank you for years because she's going to be so uh, amazed at what's going to happen, at what God's going to do in your life. And the healing words, it's going to be like healing words. I see music notes coming out of your mouth, and I'm not specifically saying that you will sing, but it's gonna. Uh, oh, here, so it's gonna be like music to my ears. She's gonna think it's like, oh, everything she's saying to me, it's like music to my ears. It's the thing I've been praying for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, have a great and awesome Sunday. Have a great and awesome Sunday. Be blessed.